Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. It is a big weekend in college football as we got the college football playoff games tomorrow as well as week 17 in the NFL. And to break it all down on Montana Sports Betting, it is Matt Kiwit from the Montana Standard. Matt, hope you had a great Christmas, man. It is great to chat with you once again. Christmas is great. We got a dog. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. What kind of dog did you get? Uh, we sent in his DNA test recently, so we're going to we're gonna hear back. Um, we adopted him from the... Humane Society. We think he's German Shepherd and Collie and then something else. Either way, he sounds like a pretty high energy dog, huh? Oh yeah. I gotta <laughs> every night after work I gotta take him outside and wear him out before bed. <laughs> Great things about dogs, man. Love dogs. Um, Matt, uh, looking at it as we get ready for a big weekend in sports and a big weekend, I think for betters as well, because we've got these college football playoff games. We've got these new year six games, obviously the NFL action all day on Sunday as well. Um, but I also want to get your thoughts. Last night we had the Oklahoma Florida game. Last time you and I chatted, we talked about this, uh, trend of where teams may be flat, or if you've got opt-outs, it may be a struggle for some of these teams where you figure, okay, this team should be better than what their result was, obviously Florida being that case. But how have you thought the bowl season has gone? Have you seen more of that trend where it was just like, all right, more teams are flat? These bowl games don't matter to teams as much. Yeah, this this season has been really interesting because there's been so many opt-outs, whether it be COVID or the NFL or what have you. And it, it's really hard to when two teams are going up against each other and, and they have some opt-outs or one team, or you think one team might still be better than the other. And it's kind of hard to figure out how everything cancels each other out. But if you did this one thing where if you simply just, you know, followed the money and usually people discourage, you know, chasing steam like this, traditionally you want the best number possible when, when you're placing a bet. But mm-hmm. with these bowl games, Florida, Oklahoma was a, extreme example um you know oklahoma opened i think a three-point underdog they closed an eight-point favorite if you just took that information and go oh i'll bet oklahoma because clearly somebody thinks they're way better (laughs) and so if you've just followed the money like that you're 10 and three against the spread during these bowls or maybe maybe it's like nine and three if you i'm not sure which category the texas colorado game would fall in because Colorado opened as a 12-point dog, got bet down to a 7-point dog, and then right before kickoff, um, they were a 9-point dog again. So I'm not sure which category that falls into. And then, um, but, and then if Mississippi State holds right here, it's going to be uh, that record was going to improve if you just simply follow the money. Matt, are you seeing any other games that like tomorrow that are kind of trending in that direction? Um, one that could is Northwestern and Auburn. You know, Northwestern was about a three-point favorite. They actually had some opt-outs, but those have been known. Uh, Auburn, they've confirmed the opting out of Anthony Schwartz and their defensive back to it. I forget his first name. Uh, I think Schwartz is a really, really important guy for that offense uh, because I don't know if you watched a whole lot of Bo Nix this year, but if you did, he's not the most accurate passer. And so when he loses one of his, 
you know, go up and get it, jump ball receivers. I think that could really, you know, hamstring what they what they need to do on offense. And they're going up against a pretty good defense in Northwestern that made Justin Fields and Ohio State look pretty confused for, for an entire half of football. Right now we are with Matt Keweed from the Montana Standards. We are talking Montana sports betting and we're breaking down college football. Matt, let's take a look at some of these New Year's six day games. Georgia versus Cincinnati. And this kind of this game makes me think of what you talked about earlier. A team kind of playing flat, maybe doesn't really want to be there. I can see Georgia here because Cincinnati, obviously, New Year's six. This is an opportunity for them from the American. They're going to want to prove something, try and knock off a good SEC team. I don't know how much Georgia will be into this game. I feel like Cincy might be a good play here. What do you think? This one's hard to gauge because obviously. You know, if you're just looking at talent alone, Georgia is going to have, you know, top five most talented roster in the country. But obviously, they've underperformed all year. So naturally, it, it, it's pretty logical to believe that that could be the case here. It's really going to come down to, you know, what this group of players decide they want to do. We saw it, um, I think, two years ago. They were 12 point favorites against Texas. And, um, Santa Ellinger just rolled them. And then last year, I think they played, you know, that upstart Baylor team with Matt Rule coaching in the Sugar Bowl after they had a disappointing end of their season. But they come out and they came out and dominated Baylor. So Georgia's been a hard team to read because they they do have so many opt outs because by nature of how talented they are, they have a lot of NFL players. Really tough to gauge how how well their uh, you know the players that are playing step up and decide they want to be there because. So far under Kirby Smart, they they've gone both ways. <laughs> they've been both flat and you know dominant. So that that's a tricky one. But Cincinnati is, has been a fun team to follow all, all year, and they could really make a statement with the win in this game. Matt, looking at another game, and this is to one of the college football playoff games: uh, Notre Dame taking on Alabama. Um, the money line—I don't know if I've seen it like this before—but uh, Alabama minus one thousand, Notre Dame plus four seventy-five. <laughs> The spread's 20 uh, for Bama. Um, I, I, almost, I almost think about just putting 20 bucks on Notre Dame just because of the odds. I know Notre Dame's not a heavy favorite, and their history hasn't shown they're going to get up for this game, and Alabama has demolished a lot of teams, but I just feel like it's tempting if something were to change. Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like if you actually bet $1,000 to win 100 on Alabama, then they then they lose, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go, why don't I just put 10 bucks on Notre Dame? But yeah, um, when you see those kind of numbers, I kind of always think to myself, why don't they just put Cincinnati in this spot? If, if, if the team that's going up against Bama has, you know, such a tiny chance of winning, you know, why not, why not throw a, a group of five team a bone here? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't really have a, a, a feeling on this game. I would lean under just cause it's, such an important game, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to step in front of this Alabama offense. It seems like they can hang sixty on anyone they want. Yeah, I was going to say like the Notre Dame's got a big test in front of them. I think Notre Dame can change things, but that's also because I'm a Notre Dame fan. So we'll, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But again, it's going to be really tough, uh, tall uphill battle for the Irish. The Notre Dame fan, it might be fun to just take a flyer on them, and may, maybe it, it might end poorly, but you know, it might be fun for a little bit. Well, I was about to say, that's why I'm thinking, Matt, here is I'm like, I'll just throw 20 bucks here. I mean, plus 475 odds, I'll make some decent money, uh, you know, and, and look at the spread. I, I don't know. That's one that kind of throws me, too. I'm like, I feel like Notre Dame has been hearing this for the last couple of weeks. 
And so I don't know if Notre Dame actually wins, but I, I do think that they beat the spread. I think they keep it under 20. I don't think it's going to be 20-plus uh, for Alabama tomorrow, but I could be wrong on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. They are better than Notre Dame teams of the past. They have some they got, the receivers on the outside are not, they're not, you know, burners like Alabama has, but they're, they're huge guys and they can, they can win 50, 50 balls pretty reliably. So Ian book will have to have a, a game. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> For sure. Matt, taking a look at Clemson versus Ohio state. This one I got to imagine is really tough to gauge as well. I mean, we know how good Clemson is obviously, but really tough to gauge where Ohio State's at with so few games. And like you mentioned earlier, Northwestern's defense really gave Justin Fields and Ohio State fits. I think after it's all said and done, we're going we're gonna to take a step back and say, you know, I think Northwestern is actually pretty good because we've seen Ohio State absolutely dominate some people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they got a real shot against Clemson here, especially with, you know, they're, they're obviously more rested. They got fewer, they've played fewer, Fewer games in Clemson, and I do. I really do like Ryan Day with a lot of time to, to prepare. We saw him against Clemson last year. They were driving for the win, and if the receiver, I forget his name, and Justin Fields were on the same page on that last play, that's probably a touchdown. And we're having a completely different discussion. Like if, if Ohio State beats them last year, are they seven point underdogs? But um, obviously, they don't have Chase Young, and uh, we'll, we'll. But but also. Uh, Clemson lost some guys in in their receiving core, and so yeah, we'll we'll see how they match up. I, I think it's going to be a really close game. I do like Ohio State to keep it inside the number, and I put a little on the money line as well. Matt, taking a look at January second, uh, just for this one looks fun to to look at. Iowa State versus Oregon. What do you think about this game? Do you have a bet for it? This is one of my favorite bets of the weekend. I like Iowa State. They hung right. With uh, Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, probably had an opportunity to win. And then you see what Oklahoma came out and did against Florida, albeit against not a lot of Florida starters. But that defense has looked impressive all year. And then you have the Ducks. They kind of just stumbled accidentally into the Pac-12 championship game and then caught um, Keaton Slovis on a really, really off night and picked them off a bunch of times. And then were able to hold on to the victory that way. If you go back and watch that game, Oregon was pretty lucky. And so for them to only be um, four-point underdogs in this game, I think is a very disrespectful to the Cyclones. I like Iowa State to put one on them here. And then, Matt, your best bet for college football, what do you got? I'm going to go with Texas A&M playing seven against North Carolina. North Carolina's had some opt-outs. And if you remember, we talked about this when Texas A&M played Florida earlier in this year. This is the year that um, Jimbo Fisher really, really wanted to put Texas A&M on the map. And so this is their last game. They didn't quite make it into the playoffs. Some think they should have. So I think he wants to make a statement here. And Mac Brown for North Carolina had some interesting quotes. It came to light that he was saying, well, is it the college football playoff should expand, you know? Because, you know, that would give players an incentive to not opt out of the bowl games. Blah, 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 blah. It really, to me, it sounds like he's kind of making excuses for, it, for you know, for his team before the game even happened. Mm-hmm. To me, he's saying, well, get ready for, you know, a beatdown because we had some guys opt out. But if, if only there was an expanded playoff, maybe they wouldn't have opted out. That's what I'm getting from this. 
And, um, you know, that North Carolina defense is pretty, pretty soft. And Kellen Mond is playing some of his, you know, the best football of his career. So I like Texas A&M here laying seven. Time to take a look at Week 17 NFL bets as we've got Matt Kiwiet on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline from the Montana Standard as we take a look at Montana sports betting odds. Matt, uh, looking at the NFL this week, all games on Sunday, a ton of playoff implications for a lot of these games here as well. And even for the top teams, aside from maybe Kansas City, uh, the NFC top teams still have a lot to play for here. How tough is this week that's really kind of gauge to, to bet these games here, considering things can really kind of go either way, whether it's teams playing even more intensity if they've got nothing to play for to try and play spoiler. It's, it's tough to gauge what to do week 17, just because, like you mentioned, there, there's such vastly different, um, you know, motivated teams. Some teams, they'll, they'll be out of playoff contention completely, but their coach will get them up and they'll be playing like, you know, it's their Super Bowl. And so you, you'll be inclined to lay these big numbers with highly motivated teams playing with someone who, who seemingly wants to just pack it in to end their season. And then you get these really close games out of nowhere. Um, week 17 might, like, actually might be one of the you know, few exceptions where it makes sense to string a bunch of heavy favorites together on the money line in a parlay. You know, the thinking there being they're playing teams that probably benefit by losing, you know, in terms of draft status. And the team that's the heavy favorite probably will, you know, they usually do end up pulling it out in the end. Um, and so it might make sense to, you know, string together five or six big favorites on, the, on a money line parlay, mm-hmm. um, especially this week more than any other week, I'd say. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll be really interesting to see how these playoff scenarios play out. And with that being said, Matt, looking at some games, which one are you keeping an eye on that you really kind of have a feeling for? Uh, I think a game where we really have some value is you'll get the Saints going into Carolina. Uh, you know, this is a division game. Matt Rule, I've said it on this, on this show quite a few times, I really like him as a coach. He'll have his team ready to play. New Orleans, Theoretically, they have something to play for, but I think in the back of their mind, they know that Green Bay is going to cinch up the one seed. And if you look back earlier this season, New Orleans was seven-point favorites at home against Carolina. They won that game by three points, and Joey Sly was kicking like a 65-yard field goal trying to tie the game at the end. So I think Carolina can keep it inside the number at home here where the Saints Maybe aren't quite as you know motivated as we think they are. It might be a teeny bit let down spot here mm-hmm. uh, since they clinched they clinched the division last week with that big win in, um, against Minnesota. So you know to recap, maybe a, maybe a tiny bit little let down for the Saints and not as motivated as we think they are. Plus, uh, you know, upstart Matt Rule team and wants to you know put an exclamation point on a, on a kind of surprising season in terms of how competitive they were, not necessarily their wins and losses. Matt, taking a look at uh, just some futures bets here for a second, obviously, um, you know, the playoffs start next weekend here. I mean, what are you seeing here in terms of what's your kind of feeling uh, in terms of when you're making bets for the futures here, when you're looking at, like, hey, okay, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, Packers here, uh, how do you feel about that? <clears throat> I'm not really sure how to feel about that. Um, I do have I do have a Chiefs. Super Bowl ticket that I that I placed earlier in the season, mm. but you know that was the way the Chiefs are playing down the stretch. Um, 
really not feeling great about it. I do think you really have to lean toward the team to have a bye because that makes their road to the Super Bowl so much more, so much easier because they only have to win the two games and they only have to win the two games at home. So probably the way to go. It's really tough. If you look at the Titans last year, they were obviously playing, you know, their best football down the stretch, and then they just simply ran out of gas because going on the road and playing top-tier NFL teams that many weeks in a row is just draining. Matt, one more time, going back to college uh, football as well. we got the Heisman Trophy uh, coming up here. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, we talked about, you know, following the steam with these with these bowl games because there's probably information that the, the lay person like you and I you know, doesn't know that the sharper, you know, huge betters, they'll probably, you know, they got a guy that can tell them uh, this is the way to go. And so, you know, you look at Devontae Smith's odds, and he was, you know, a big underdog all year. I think when he was plus money, the shortest odds he was was like plus 900. Then all of a sudden he flips to minus 200. And that tells me that, somebody knows that he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. So I think that's actually a pretty good bet. If he could still get minus 200, to put it on Devontae Smith um, to win the Heisman, even though it is a lot of juice. My featured guest, Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard. Matt, if they want to follow your work and your column, how can they do that? They can go to uh, mtstandard.com or 406mtsports.com. And then I'm on Twitter at Matt. K-I-E-W-I-E-T 406. And then uh, my dog makes some picks on there too. <laughs> great stuff. Matt, really appreciate it as always, man. You have yourself a great uh, and happy New Year's Eve and can't wait to chat with you in the new year. Enjoy the new year, Anthony. Thanks for having me.